This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. I know what it is. You heard what the news. That? You heard the news. You know, I, we know. Y'all Miami is single. That's what it is. We know. That's he, what it he's is. He's flipping out. He's That's what it mind. is. He's about to get a plane okay. ticket. He can't, he can't okay. control himself. Okay. 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 What's he going to do? I didn't graduate the flowing out status. Fuck that. He ready the golden sprinkle for real man. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Miami single ready to mingle with the El Cabal. Right. Nah, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going after Diddy though, bro. That's that's. that's, that's I that's an accident <laughs> waiting to happen. That's an accident. <laughs> after Diddy special. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he fucks over everybody. I can't know. <laughs> Next episode, Elgin come back, his lips and eyes swollen. What a what a what a, a, a S curl. <laughs> so, Elgin, what happened to you? He uh-huh. said, I, I, I got that Diddy. I got that Diddy. I got that Diddy. After Diddy, uh, after Diddy, after Diddy, after Diddy, yeah, I can't, I couldn't do it. I can't be an Eskimo brother with Diddy, bro. I can't, I can't be an Eskimo brother with my guys. Both both of you motherfuckers would have sent me to the shadow realm tonight, boy. You got to stupid shit. The fuck out of here, man. No, man. Okay, yes. Wilder likes you. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? I'm like with a shiny suit on, like. <laughs> man, see, young Miami's on his brain now. Look, he about to get set up. They made the paper samples that ain't nobody he here yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn, what white guy can I rob again? for a sample? Shut up. Shut up. This is the End of Black Podcast, in case you were aware. This is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who know not to go after Diddy. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the bad boys. Crush, say what's up. Yeah, I am not Mace, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm G-Dep, man. You know what I'm okay, nah. that's that's good. Because <laughs> if I see if I see Phil come on this joke with a fucking pink ass guy, I'm beating his ass. I'm trying to see who, I would be. who the hell would I Elvis. be at this point in time? Everybody's fucked up except Diddy. Black Rob is dead. Biggie's dead. Loon the lost his damn mind. Yeah, Loon is on some other. I thought we found religion, but not even yeah, yeah, Muslims. I, I listen. I'll just I'm, I, I, dude. I, I'll, I'll I'll be shine. I'll be shine. I'll be Bentley. I'll be Bentley. Okay. Uh, Hold up. Wasn't Gor- was, wasn't Gorilla Black part of Bad Boy for a second? Oh, I don't know, bro. I just know I ain't going now to, to fucking get no cheesecake. I know that. I'm gonna fuck who? I tell you that. I kiss my ass. <laughs> walk, walk your ass against the not going after me. He's not going after <laughs> We're sure if, you are check- <laughs> if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. It costs you nothing, but it costs us a lot. Uh, if you're ch- Make sure you hit that subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next video. You can follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. But you want to come over to our you want to come over to our Patreon and become part of the family, man, so you can get some behind the scenes and get the real deal. So make sure you consider doing that as well. Um, tonight is a very somber night because there's been a lot of foolishness that's happened. Um, since we last were on air last Thursday when we recorded. So last week, Thursday, actually, Ralph Yarl, a 16-year-old boy from Kansas City, Missouri, was asked by his parents to go pick up his twin brothers who are elementary school age and um, bring them home. And he accidentally went to the wrong house. He went to the home, unfortunately, of in Kansas City, Missouri tonight. An 85-year-old white man has just been charged in the shooting 
of a black teenager who rang his doorbell by mistake. Lester prosecutors in Clay County say 85-year-old Andrew Lester faces one count of assault in the first degree and one count of armed criminal action. And they add there was a, quote, racial component in this shooting of a teenage boy who family says made a simple mistake. After days of protests demanding justice, the Kansas City homeowner, who families say shot 16-year-old Ralph Yarrell twice for ringing the wrong doorbell, faces criminal charges. I can assure you that the criminal sus justice system is working and will continue to work. As with any serious case, we approached this one in an objective and impartial manner. Dr. Faith Spoonmore says her nephew was trying to pick up his younger twin brothers from a friend's house Thursday night when he mistakenly went to the wrong home. Civil rights attorney Lee Merritt says Ralph rang the doorbell and waited. And he was confronted by a man who told him, don't come back around here, and then he immediately fired his weapon, uh, striking uh, Mr. Yarrell in the, in the head. He went to the ground, and then he was shot a second time. Merritt, adding Ralph was able to run for help after being shot and says Ralph knocked on multiple doors before a neighbor answered and ordered the boy to lie on the ground and put his hands up. Ralph decided to comply and essentially lose consciousness after that, uh, which is what allowed him to get medical treatment. The shooting sparking outrage on social media. Hollywood heavyweights like Viola Davis and Halle Berry demanding charges. Fueling that fury, police taking the homeowner into custody and 24 hours later, they say, releasing them without charges. Prosecutors now say the charges followed a thorough review of the case police put together. As the prosecutor Clay County, I can tell you there was a racial component to the case. They add the felony charges filed against Andrew Lester carry a potential sentence of up to life in prison, a warrant issued immediately for the 85-year-old's arrest. It's been my goal from the very beginning to get justice for the child involved in the case. Tonight, the family says Ralph, a marching band standout with dreams of studying chemical engineering, is healing. Prosecutors in Kansas City said today they also did not pursue hate crime charges because in this case, under Missouri law, they say those charges would have come with a shorter sentence. And then also new tonight, Ralph Yarrell's family attorney says the teen today spoke to President Biden, who invited him to the White House and told him, we are all waiting to see justice in your case. And to be clear, that's not, that is indeed egregious, evil and vile. But then when young Mr. Earl decides to go get help from people in the neighborhood, he had to go to three different fucking houses to ultimately get help. And then when he goes to the place that actually gives him help, these motherfuckers make young Mr. Earl, who is bleeding from two bullet shit wounds, put his hands in the air while they call for assistance. Um... Andrew Lee Lester was not picked up by the police immediately. He was brought to the police station, I think, on the Saturday after shooting Mr. Yarl on on Thursday and sat down, had a couple of questions with him, and then let his ass go. Let his ass go He was just arraigned today, matter of fact, today being yes. 420. Um, that is a week after shooting this young unarmed boy at the door for making a simple and honest mistake. And let's keep it 100% funky like we always do. The only reason why this man has been apprehended and has been arraigned is because of the noise that people made in the community that ultimately forced the hand of local police and the DA yeah. to finally yes. do something. Schools were practically emptied. Um, yeah. Of, of kids uh, who were protesting this. I mean, I mean emptied. I don't know if you guys saw the press conference. The press conference from the DA was very... I don't even know how to describe it, to be very honest with you. I left I left watching that press conference with more questions after the fact because he was not charged with attempted murder, first-degree murder, or anything like that. The question that a lot of people are asking is why wasn't it deemed a hate crime? And it's not like they don't have a hate crime, a hate crime law in Kansas City, Missouri. I was uh, curious about that too. Why? Why was there such a rush 
for people to label that a hate crime. Uh, for a number, really? my, my logic in asking that question is, uh, as someone who has seen the story play out over and over again, a hate crime does a being accused of a hate crime doesn't equate a conviction, nor does it equate justice. Uh, there's been a number of instances where we've seen situations labeled as a hate crime, which ultimately moves it up to a higher court, right? Uh, that does, It doesn't guarantee anything. But it was fascinating to see how so many people, that was like one of the first things that I saw people calling for, uh, even above him being arrested. I didn't, I don't, I don't understand why there was such a rush for that. I think because given wow. circumstances that it seemed like easy hanging fruit, right? Especially and, if you watch that second press conference, the DA comes out and he says at the end, <clears throat> and, uh, a reporter asks him, was there a racial element to this issue? And he said, yes. Mean, and for him to say yes means that Mr. Lester has said to him in some capacity that the reason why things happened was because he saw a black kid. Otherwise he could not or would not have said it. So if you know that there was a strong racial component, why would you not apply that charge? My second question becomes, why only two charges? We see many- You heard what he said though, to answer that. He did respond to that. <clears throat> he did respond to why there was two charges. His response was one of the more popular responses that you hear in these situations is they're trying to charge them with things that they can actually win. Okay, Elgin. <clears throat> no, I, no, no. I'm just I'm saying what no, he's saying. I, I, I say I call it bullshit, but that's the it. logic that they're using. I dig it. The the question that I'm going to my retort to that would be we've seen on many instances, whether it's drug cases, uh local crime cases where yeah. they up they rack up charges charges they rack up charges so how come they and this is they rack up these charges for multiple reasons one to force either to force a plea deal or two to make sure that even if it goes to trial that they're going to catch this person on something. well i think that and, and i think the reason is the logic is these cases to us are incredibly cut and dry. This was a racially motivated shooting, right? Clear to us, but proving to a jury of 12 white people or overwhelmingly white folks, these that. cases are still yeah. incredibly difficult See, to win. Ironically enough, yeah, Andrew Lester's uh, grandson has been you know, going on CNN and a few channels and he's been testifying to the fact that his grandfather is The prosecutor in this case has suggested that there was a racial component to it. Do you believe your grandfather is racist? Uh, I believe he holds, holds racist tendencies and beliefs. Why do you say that? Uh, he's just a stock American Christian male. It's uh, older, you know, that's just how they are. It's uh, the conspiracies and weird, random, racist things that they say. Yeah, so, and it doesn't make sense, but they're just scared. Now, listen, you're generalizing uh, a lot here about, you said, older Christian white males. <laughs> but what do you mean by that? What do you mean they're scared? Talk to me more, please. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I feel like a lot of people of that generation are caught up in this uh, 24-hour news cycle of fear and paranoia perpetuated by some other news stations. And he was fully into that, sitting and watch uh, Fox News all day, every day, blaring in his living room. And I think that stuff really kind of reinforces this negative view of, of minority groups and leads people to be a little, it doesn't necessarily lead people to be racist, but it reinforces and galvanizes racist people and their beliefs. And watches Fox News all day. And, um, you know, we've, I'm sure we've heard the, <clears throat> read the uh, theories and speculation that media coverage of, uh, of black children and black people can often mold the perception and warp the perception of black children, especially. Um, 
you know, to, uh, you know, to, 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 uh, to certain populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard not to think that Mr. Lester was not influenced um, by, you know, a media source that would otherwise demonize or minimize the uh, value of life um, of black children. You know, I mean, if you, those... if we, 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 we've seen the evidence of how easily swayed about 70 million people in this country are. So yeah. it's easy to see that Andrew, Mr. Lester could uh, cognitively be uh, vulnerable to sure. uh, such corruption. You, know? and you see how difficult it was. Again, this young brother who is bleeding from two gunshot wounds was looking for help from people in the neighborhood and these motherfuckers would not help him couldn't couldn't find it so it makes sense to a degree using their logic that life it's all life that wasn't worth i gotta be able to do some shit that can actually get some semblance of justice and and you know what? and that's how fucked up it is and yeah that's 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 where it is there too man and i i gotta i forget what the the uh the um mayor's name is because the this press conference that we're talking about was from the da Uh, Mm -hmm. what's his name zachary thompson who basically tried to lay out this case but initially when all of this noise started happening you had the police chief and the mayor who is black come out and basically said it was no racial element um we're going to get to the bottom of this this is just standard procedure and how we do things which is why we let him go and then brought him back and then let him go and all this other nonsense and it just makes you feel some sort of way because the county where they are is over 60 percent black if i'm not mistaken and there's already questions about whether or not they want to actually hold the trial in that area in that county because because one because they don't want it to influence they don't want the news and the protests and all that other stuff to influence the jury pool but then also because of the racial element whether or not the quote unquote and this is how i'm hearing it whether or not mr lester is going to get a fair trial because now it's become a racial thing fuck him and the fair trial again whenever these fucking situations come up i am wildly fucking disturbed by how so many black folks are so fucking willing to extend grace to these motherfuckers who harm us. I mean, motherfuckers taking into consideration, oh, he's an old man. I don't give a fuck. He was old enough to pull the fucking trigger, right? Two Twice. He was old enough to carry his old ass to the fucking door, look out, see a black teen, get his weapon, and pull the trigger twice if he's old enough to fucking do that he's old enough to go under the fucking jail no bullshit you know one of the the things that he used or that he said when they were when they were interrogating him was that he was scared of ralph's size ralph is five foot eight weighs weighs less than 140 pounds (laughs) he said he was threatened by his size which is why he shot him. But and we know that's I guess, classic. I think that when they pressed him, when they pressed yeah. him, I think that's when he started to admit that hey, part of that threat, that fear, was because it was a black person standing outside yeah. his fucking door. And that's one of the classic, classic white supremacists go tos yep. is you know I saw a black male and it was a bigger one and immediately equate a bigger one, a bigger one, yeah, equate some sort of criminality. This young brother man was looking for the right house to pick up his siblings. Yeah, yeah. And you mean to tell me I can't knock on a motherfucker's door without catching two? But, but again, this is a conversation that, you know, I remember my mom and dad having with me as a younger person. Interesting. That we do not knock on the doors of strangers. Really? You do not. And it wasn't even for the fact of you know, acts of violence, it was for the fact that somebody might grab you and pull you in and do some other awful shit to you. But we all know we did not do that. You don't go up to cars when they stop. There was these types of rules, but it was from a sexual predator type of prevention. Now it's moved from sexual predator, but also racist white folks who might murder your ass. Yeah, so, you don't 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 broadcast yourself before they get concerned about your presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you doing? But you here? know, you know what 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 it is, man. Is that I think that the 
the conversation that I've been seeing online is how terrible this is. People can't believe that it's happening. And I just want to remind people that this, this is not, this is not a one-off. This has happened on many occasions over the past several years. And I just want to give you a few names just so that you understand the gravity of this. We have 19-year-old Renisha McBride was in the suburbs of Detroit. She crashed her car when she was looking for help. She went once again and knocked on the wrong door. This was like at 12 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And the homeowner shot her through the door in the face. They couldn't even do an open casket for this young lady because this guy shot her with a shotgun just because she knocked on the wrong door looking for help after having an accident. He said the, the, the homeowner that shot her said he thought that she was trying to break in with how hard she was knocking on the door and his shotgun went off by accident. This is what he said. 24-year-old Jonathan Farrell, Charlotte, North Carolina. He had a car accident, a bad car accident. Car flipped over the whole nine. He was bleeding and bloody, and he walked up to a person's home and knocked on the door early in the morning, like 2 o'clock in the morning. He was a father, worked two jobs. He was a football star, had graduated, and he's bleeding and bloody and makes his way to this person's house and knocks on the door, and they call the police, and he's in the yard bleeding and bloody and the police fill him with 10 rounds right there in the street and i think that's the 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 part that we always get to this part of the segment this part of the show every time we discuss these the consistency with this and also the level of i don't know if apathy is a fair word that i want to use here but so i'll use numbing the level of numbing that it seems to be taking place with us now, that the only time these stories, because that's what it's become, right? It's become stories. It's no longer human life. Now it's stories. The only mm-hmm. time that these become human life is when it's young people now, when it's something so egregious that takes place, like knocking on a door and getting shot. But something like Jalen Walker or the other young brother in, in, in down in the Baltimore DMV area who got shot by the, the park folks, right? That, that's not getting news anymore. That's not, we're not getting those big stories anymore across the news media because it's not getting us in that emotional space that it once got us. It wasn't until they realized that this was a 15-year-old boy and in the manner in which he was shot, that people in the community showed up to that white dude's house. And by the way, when they showed up to this motherfucker's house, they were very nice to this white man. But it doesn't move us anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't move but, us. And I think large one reason. I want to hear your part thoughts. Of the, part of the reason why I think it does this story is slightly different. And it's not to negate anything that you just said, right? Because we we are becoming numb to most of these stories. But I think the reason why this particular one is different is because this young man survived. Sure. Or he's in the hospital. He's like, there's he's he's going no, to be he's ultimately be able. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's going to ultimately be able to tell his story. Right? Not only that, though, Sean. He not only survived, but he was a good one. Because you know they they tried to scour the internet and find the ways to get to. I think he was a he was a good black. I think he plays. I think he's a third chair. No, 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 he plays the snacks, right? But that's one of the ways. One of the reasons why many of us got so up in arms because this was one of the good black boys. So they couldn't find a reason to. To justify or to, to justify it ignoring it, yeah. because you know what was going to happen. Truly, was that, a truly, utterly innocent black child. Yeah. You know what they were going to you know, do. The other ones aren't innocent, right? They, 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 none of none they, of them. Somehow, in fact, in fact, the only, in fact, the only the only pictures they could find of the boy were him sitting in band practice. 
<laughs> Looking at the camera like, can I go home? <laughs> but, okay, okay. Let me let me tell you, there's another story that's very similar to this one. And it happened, matter of fact, a couple of years ago. There's a kid named Brendan Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Suburb. The trial- a homeowner seen on home surveillance firing a shotgun at a black teenager who prosecutors said had missed the bus and was simply going to ask for directions. A home security camera in suburban Detroit capturing the harrowing moment. A 14-year-old Brennan Walker knocked on a stranger's door for help. A woman answers, and seconds later, her husband emerges with a shotgun in hand and opens fire, Walker running for his life. She thought I was trying to break into her house. I was trying to explain to her that um, I wanted to get directions to go to my school. Prosecutors say homeowner Jeffrey Ziegler intended to kill Walker. We, the jury, find Mr. Ziegler guilty. A Michigan jury today convicting him of assault. The teen had missed the bus that day and was lost. I saw a black person standing at my door, and I screamed at him, and I asked him what he was doing there. He tells me that he is going to school. Ziegler's wife says he was opening the screen door. Her husband says he never meant to aim at Walker. Prosecutors argue Ziegler acted deliberately. If he didn't intend to hunt him, he would have stayed in his house. He would have waited for the deputies. So the kid, Brennan, runs off and they find him like a couple of blocks away in the bushes crying like, what the hell? Why did this happen to me? Police grab him and they arrest him. Mind you, someone had already been there with the young man asking him like, what's wrong, what happened? He's like, some dude just came out of his house and just started shooting at me for no reason. And do watch the video. If you watch the video, because this guy has security cameras up at his home. You watch the video, it escalates like that. There was no conversation, no nothing. And his excuse was, my wife woke me up saying that a big black man was trying to break into our home. Mind you, this is a kid looks just like fucking Ralph. Yeah. Small ass little kid with glasses. 14 years old. And it, it hurts my heart because I look at my son and we went to a, we went to a, a DC Defenders game this past weekend. And I'm joking with my kid and I'm laughing and loving up on him only to get home and I see this story and the my first thought was he's getting of that size that anytime people see him they're going to be like he's an adult and he's a kid right, just, just don't knock on no one's damn door ever but I mean but that, what type of rational sense does that make the people in this world can't make mistakes that a mistake is going to cost you your life <laughs> It's not look only at the two, that. It's, it's look not at the two, only that real quick, real quick. Look at the two young girls, I think, in, in, in Elgin, Texas. Yeah. The girl mistakenly tried to open the door on a car that looked like it was oh, hers. Yes. She's like, oh, this that is was, but That was insane. He said, oh, my bad. It's not my car. He she went got over to the car. And went to the car and, and just off. started let off. Unloaded into the car. Into the like, car. What, 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 what is yeah. wrong with you? So, again, the list of things that we cannot do is ever growing like it's 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 every day it's a new thing that black people are not allowed to do because if we do that death is on the other side of that it's decision eminent. yeah it's eminent. right so so now i'm seeing black people online telling saying man now i gotta tell my kids not to knock and first off i'm automatically thinking like what the fuck are you telling your kids anyway if that's you know where we're starting at. that's the fucking what what kind of conversations are you having with your children about this type of shit if you're telling them that right so that that's because to me that conversation is already part of the ever-growing conversation that i'm constantly having about our kids safety like bananas no but i think i have my kid man they won't yeah it's like so like just just stay in your car man just you know just just stay home or just you know Come with me. Stay I'll here. take you there. You know? God damn it, man. But then we're not what, gonna what do we help? And then we're dependent upon unless you're white. A yeah, I guess, criminal I guess you justice system that already doesn't give a fuck about us yeah. to provide us with some sense of justice. So the same motherfuckers who took justice, we're depending on them to give us justice. Okay. Let me let, let I think that's a very 
I think part of that is also America has cultivated this culture, this gun culture that comes from this this place of freedom for white men or this this frail security of white men, right? Because in every single one of these situations, and I, I, I'm gonna pull back the curtain just a little bit. If you guys remember, we had a conversation about this about two years ago that I went to my brother's wedding and we went to the, the mm -hmm. bushes oh, yeah. of Virginia. Yeah, I remember that. And that my, my, little, my, my little five foot two mother and her friends all in their 60s, late 60s, got lost on their way to the venue only to stumble around onto this guy's, these people's lot. And four armed white men came out of their little shack and forced them to turn around and drive back. Yeah. And at the time, like I was just happy that she made it to the venue and I didn't really think about what could have happened until after I sat down and was like, wow. And then you hear stories like Ralph or like Brianna. And you think to yourself, what is it about white male fragility that is so, so potent? So volatile. Yeah. That, so volatile. That they can't even take... In this instance, and in many instances, it is a there is a racial component. But there was a white girl just this past weekend that got yeah. shot, 20-year-old yeah. girl, because yeah. she pulled into somebody's parking lot, or excuse me, driveway by mistake. Mm -hmm. And they were, this in this instance, they were turning around already. They mm -hmm. made, knew they made the mistake, were turning around, and old boy shot into their car as they were pulling off. Oh, we gotta begin to do something gotcha. differently in how we respond to these things. So, okay, so let's, 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 let's pull that back. Let's ask the question, what, what are we to do? Like literally, what are we to do? Because we're constantly told every single day that America is a country of laws, which is number one, right? We're told that all the time. Whether we say that it's fair or unfair, balanced or unbalanced, we're told every single day that it's a country of laws. But then when but the we truth to, is, but when we come to when we come to the point the where we go to culture, well, that's what I'm saying. So when we custom. get to the point where we're supposed to be able to uh, to exact these laws to find quote unquote justice, it favors a certain group of people all the time, all the time. I was doing some reading after this whole Yarl thing, man. There's a mm. book. Um, there's a book by uh, Dr. Carl, Carla Anderson called The Second. The Second. Called, and yep. it basically talks about the root and the origin of the Second Amendment. And Which how is steeped in anti-blackness. Anti-blackness, my guy. I, it's, it's a book so that I think that... Mind-blowing, man. Black people that, who, regardless of which side of the fence you are on about guns, should read that way... <sighs> You won't be regurgitating white supremacist rhetoric, talking, talking points, yep. points when it comes to guns and who should have them and why. When you see that there is a long, intentional history to make sure that black folks do not have access to firearms, yep. it should change your perspective just slightly, at least slightly. What was that author's name again? Carol Carla Anderson. Ann yep. Carol? Yeah. yeah. She's another one called White Rage. Also, it's her first yeah. one. White Rage was, that was phenomenal. That was the first one. Yeah, that was very, one. very well done. Yeah. yeah. But again, Sean, I, I think the conversation, and it's a conversation that I'm constantly having with people off air in the community about what our response should be. Uh, because I think there are responses I want us as a people to first get to a place where we can overwhelmingly agree that our collective response to these things have not worked. No. Right? And I think that's the hard part. I think once we get to a place where we actually can acknowledge that our depending on the criminal justice system to provide us with a level of justified justice has not worked, 
my hope would be that we would begin to examine and say, okay, well, maybe we should do some shit differently. Because still, we're dependent wildly upon... That's a million-dollar question. What would you like to see be done differently? Well, I, I know what I would like to see done. I, 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 mean, I mean... Yeah, I know what I would gonna, like to see We're going to exclude throwing the whole thing in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I are would there, like... Are, are there actually targeted things that you would like to see done... Sure, I am not something. It its head. Yeah, sure. I again, not only that, but I think in some instances, violence begets violence. All right, uh, you know. Uh, but I think I'm not a reformist or an accommodationist at all. I'm not Understood. interested in reforming the system. I think we are way past reforming Reform. the system. Uh, so any type of reform or policy or law that I would be interested in us as a people and supporting would ultimately move us towards a place where that system no longer exists. But that also means that within our own community, there is some collective work that we have to do on the ground. Right. So when I, and and so one of the things is for me, one of the things that I'm passionate about is conflict resolution. Right. I think that is big. I think one of the things in our community, we've had this conversation many times amongst us, Mm -hmm. is that we do not handle conflict well at all. Right. When it comes to you and I, our conflict ultimately leads to death or violence. When it comes to the conflict with others, doesn't have that same. Well, either it's death or violence or complete apathy and destruction of relationships. Sure. Absolutely. So part of the thing that we have to do is ultimately deal with, change the way that we view and handle conflict in in general. At the same time, there has to be more political education. The political education component has to be teaching our community how laws, policies, city, state, federal government works across the board, not just from the standpoint of criminal justice, but who makes the rules and the policies and does the things in your community so we know who to get the fuck out of there and who to put in there. I think right now that is an area of great weakness intentionally because in our schools, social studies is not taught in schools anymore. Civics is not taught in school anymore. So kids are not getting that early childhood education of knowing on a city local level what a fucking judge does, how a judge gets in office, what the city council does. What the, so those are important steps that I think that we can take towards getting okay. these situations under control outside of things that I would discuss offline. Okay, well, okay, let me ask you this then. The policy that comes behind some of these, behind some of these changes, I can dig it and I think that we do need to make a push for that. But I don't think the policy always changes the culture, right? And no, that's where that the political education comes in. But I don't the know political... necessarily if the education will change the culture, right? The political education will the... change our culture because right now our culture it does not have a clear understanding of their culture yeah. nor yeah. the policies. So I think our culture is two cultures, though. Theirs and ours. Both of them are fucked up right now. Yeah, and, and, and the onus should not be upon us, to especially us, to 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 enable any change or or self reflection in their in their own culture. You know, yeah. we, we we need to be consumed with the health and growth of our own right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, we need we need to be obsessed with that. We we, we we we're we're far too obsessed with being accepted and. And, and and wondering what they think and what what, what they no they have their own severe psychological issues to unravel on their own. Yeah, we have our I'm, own I'm, issues. I'm just, but I'm I'm but I'm the way I'm thinking about it, and maybe I'm maybe I am being naive. I'll 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 be honest about that. Right. But I'm I'm looking at it and I'm saying the the gun culture, white right. gun culture specifically, right, right? That permeates like there is this this 
this fucking wet dream that you hear from these two white two A uh, advocates that you know they're preparing to yeah. make sure that fifty dudes don't come storm their lawn and they just want to make sure that they have enough rounds and guns to handle all of these people that are supposedly going to be jumping in your house. I don't know how we prepare as a black culture against that type of mentality when it becomes so prevailing that you can't even make a simple mistake like knocking on the wrong door. I don't know how we combat that type of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think we can combat their thinking. Right? I don't think we can combat their thinking. Yeah, I, but I think in those instances, there are things that, again, n- there is no one answer for any of the issues that we have. Yeah, to be there clear, is no magic bullet. You're right about that. So as we're having the conversation, we're literally fleshing out ideas. Yeah. And some of the ideas have already been tried by our ancestors, but we may have to just tinker them a little bit and keep trying and to keep trying it. and keep trying. I but it. I think our culture has to be changed. And I think yeah. how we move has to be changed and challenged and difficult conversations has to begin to be had. Yeah. And but but again, we have such a a a number of concerns within our own community from a cultural standpoint that contribute and leave us open to the bullshit that they do towards us. That doesn't mean that we can do anything that totally prevents it, but there are some things I think that we can shore up and do a tad bit differently. And that's particularly from the standpoint of how we talk to and educate our children. When economics can still fragment us so easily. Um, without taking into account the value of the entire diaspora versus your own personal success that capitalism instills in you. Sure. Um, you know, you know, these are the things we have to wrestle with yeah. as, as a community, as, as a culture, you know, along with the homophobia and the transphobia. And the patriarchy and all the class, all of it, all of it, all of it. All it's too it. many. It's All too many. It. Too much sure. to, to worry to worry about them. Yeah, and <laughs> like, we focus you know so I mean? much on them, right. but they're they're so they're so insidious, and I don't ever like to give them motherfucking credit. But the way that they are able to divide us over the these smaller the issues yeah, that we once had a good hand on, now we we get divided when. A local a celebrity gets fucking accused of something. We immediately take a fucking stance and we go at each other and we're yeah, arguing to our corners and start beating. And each other none up. of us have any power to protect them or to do yeah, just make any changes. And don't, yeah, and, changes and don't let them don't let them throw throw religion in the mix. Oh you're, you're, you're automatically going to absorb, you know, a, a quarter. Yeah. A quarter of that, a quarter of the diaspora, with, with ignorant foolishness that you want to want to attach to a, yeah, to a, to a yeah. attached to a historical text that has no well, relevance to their life right now. Well, um, let me know, make sure to so let me make sure to say this, man. Confused. Let me make sure to say this, man. I I know that it may come across like we are being we are anti to a, but I'll tell you this much: as long as it's, it's as long as it's legal for you to for us to carry for black people to carry, yeah. I'm gonna carry. Because if they're going to carry, my God, if they're going to carry, I'm going to carry. Because, like, we, I hope, honestly, I hope that this situation, I don't want to say frightens, but makes black people sit up enough to realize that their lives are just as threatened and as important as these people that are doing the shooting. Yeah. Because I hope this has, makes people run out and go get concealed carry, or go I get mean, a firearm. I mean, we because we've had the conversation. You can't go anywhere, man. We have we've had the conversation, but we haven't come to a conclusion. You know, um, not that we have. You know, my wife and I, you know, haven't seen a little bit of this and that coming up. You know, sure. in and outside of our cultures. Um, you know, Caribbean people don't like the flash guns. They like to put them away and they. Collect dust until their <laughs> uncle, until their uncle gets drunk at the reunion and starts flicking off, and then he blows um, his hand off. <laughs> yeah, right. You're most likely to see a cutlass in a guy in these man's yeah, hand. You, you, yeah, you, you, know what I mean? You'll see, you know, a, you'll see, see a machete, machete real quick. You'll see a machete you'll see first. A machete you'll see, quick. You'll see a four, uh, four forty-five. <laughs> so oh, unless, you're from, man. unless you're from Flatbush, then you might see a twenty-two. 
If anything, <laughs> black but, folks um, gotta join but, organizations, but, but man. Yeah, and, and the thing is, things are out there. Um, there there are black women organizations, organizations out there. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, if there was, you know, if I'm blessed with a daughter, you know, um, you know. I already told her, you know, look, man, I, I got martial arts instructors in my life, man. She's gonna know what's good. <laughs> she's gonna she's know, gonna know what's good from the door with the yeah, judo, with the taekwondo, all that, with the grappling, all that. Like, man, ain't nobody touching no yeah. I got a three you know, to one you know, ratio, my guy. Three to one. She's gonna she's gonna know what's good with the with, with, the, with the three with the, guns with the, to every daughter with the plastic joints. You know what I'm saying? And all that. You know, she's gonna know what's good. I mean, her father won't know that shit. But you know I think but, but I think the concern gonna, <laughs> the concern is too the larger conversation. Is, yes, I am wildly uh, concealed weapons. I am wildly pro guns. I, I for a number of reasons, not just because of you know uh, violence against them, but also because I think that's part of the underlying current is they're trying to take our guns away and make sure that black folks do not get weapons. That That's the conversation that should yeah. be taking place. Yeah. But also yeah. at the same time, I need us to make sure that we know how to handle conflict when we have the guns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I don't need you to have a, a gun and you get into a conversation with an argument with Malik over fucking spades and y'all sipping honey. And I'm next thing you know, Nah, bro. We got we got to deal with conflict better. We got some healing to do. That's the, some that's things the, in our community that we that, got to address. That, you know, the, the, the instead main, of us clapping you know, at black you know, folks punching some ignorant racist white person you know, in the face. You, you know, <laughs> like, you know. I, I keep I keep the main objective of the diaspora very simple. You know, look at look at look at look at the oppressor as every single thing you will never be. Mm. Period. Period. Look at them as the example of what you will never be, ever. Because you, you, you ever come even close to that in any way, in any way, you've lost. You have failed. You have These failed. Monsters, my guy. Failed. If you come anywhere close to what they are. I was really surprised that it wasn't a bigger outrage over this Ralph situation, man. I think every I think time that has been pretty big. Oh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty thick, from what I see. I Again, think so. I, I, pretty thick. I mean, I mean, the, the rationalizations that the the black. I, 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 I mean, ignore that part. I don't want to say that. I have been. Uh, well, I, I'll say that I've been mildly oh. surprised that it has been as big as it has been, and I actually was expecting it to be bigger than it has mm. been because like my you, expectation at some you. point in time is like you think, yo, you think it's been too tame got, the outrage oh, been too absolutely tame? too tame. maybe maybe because ralph oh absolutely too maybe because he survived i don't know which is kind of I, maybe which, maybe which that's, would be maybe pathetic which would be damn maybe pathetic that's it. Uh, you know, oh, so i mean you've seen a lot of and i mean i think you shared this in our little group chat folks immediately went to the thoughts and prayers and how he was he was meant to be an example and all this. And I'm like, come on, my guy. Nobody deserves to be this type of example. But but what does that say about, and I don't want to go on that tangent, but what does that say about God if he needs a 15-year-old to be shot in, in order for him to, to to intervene in this guy? What? In order, in order, in order for, for, for some people to feel humanity. To, to elicit yeah, change. Like, come to on, elicit like, humanity out of people. Like, do you want to serve and believe in a God who's that type of fucking And, and you wonder why. wonder why. I hope it is. And I really, and I'm going to try to be as gracious that's as you are one day. That's not the kind of higher power. Uh, but you, but you, but you not, know the, the top higher power I would subscribe you to. Want to. You want to subscribe. I do, but I, to be honest with you, man, I think part of that also comes from the fact that we're tired, man. We've got so much mental anguish going on. The Department of Health and Human Services. No, you should stay there because that's good. I think for me, the psychology of religion, why we respond to the ways that we do with religion from slavery is from a standpoint of being tired and looking for hope. 
but absolutely I agree. But it's but even but the reason right. why the, the reason why I didn't well. pull yes well, in that capacity. But the reason why yeah. but the reason why I didn't pull that is specifically because you're finding this across the board, whether you find these people as being religious or secular, right? Oh, absolutely. That people are tired. Yes. Yeah. It says I was tired the, the study. Person. The study. The study was saying that adult Black Americans are twenty percent more likely to experience stress in common day situations than their white counterparts. Oh, don't, don't, black break Americans, don't break that down by gender because we will be here no, all fucking. Yeah, yeah we would, but God. that's why I said I just left I just did the black adults. Ooh. I didn't do I didn't do the male part, which is anyway, and we've had that conversation already before. Lord. But adult black Americans are more likely to experience feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than their yeah. white counterparts. So it makes sense that black folks it, who have been largely it, more oppressed than anybody else and would you know they said what, what, areas of spirituality. The worst part is that they said if you are a poor black, someone living at or below the poverty line, you it's it's an increase of between three to four times. Makes sense. Yeah. So so I'm Yeah. I'm I'm I mean, when you can get I'm, arrested I'm and eaten alive by bed bugs, I mean, right? You know right. what kind? What, 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 what kind of value are you putting on your on on, on your existence? No, man, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I think that's one of the things. As I study more, what motivates us to respond to situations that we do, <clears throat> I find more grace there, right? Because understanding what our oppression has done to us. It makes it easier for me. What it's still doing. It makes it easier for me to look at the situation between that substitute teacher and that young black girl with oh, a different view than God. most people are looking at it at. Right? Because understanding that, that both sides, both sides of the coin. You know, this, who the sub is, what what it means to be a fucking substitute teacher. We can have a wildly deep conversation about what substitute teachers are, the expectations, the perceptions, the fact that they're wildly underpaid and there ain't that many of them. Yeah. And they're not and in the situation that the, uh, the, the children, uh, the environments that the oh, children are coming from. You put a fucking young substitute, young black substitute in a predominantly poor black title one school. What? And you expecting what to happen exactly? I'm just trying to make sure that the kids make it home safely, bro. That's all, my guy. The fuck, whatever the lesson was, I don't know. I didn't teach shit. I just want to make sure that Malik and them got home safely because I want to make sure they didn't hurt each other or didn't get harmed. But that was another situation where I just think that we no. we had we felt like we had to take sides there. Like yeah, we had to hop yeah, on yeah, social media yeah, and yeah. say that one I was right it. and one was there wrong. Was a, there was, was a lot like, of fighting. There was a lot no, of fighting. No, guys, over that video. just this is a bigger a problem here. Over, yeah, a lot of fighting over that video. <sighs> right about now is the time we'd like to give you little tidbits and news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Uh, Crush, what's up, man? Oh, man. Um, I guess I just want to highlight a quick story that uh, caught my attention. Um, Primarily because, you know, I know how we feel about, you know, uh, different platforms, attempts at representation. Um, but Netflix's uh, announcement of the, of the Cleopatra movie um, caused quite a backlash. Um, coincidentally, uh, a Egyptian lawyer has decided to sue the streamer because of the company they're trying to erase Egyptian identity. Wow. And uh, yeah, he filed this. Uh, Mahmoud al Samari filed the suit on Sunday. After Netflix released the trailer, a trailer that, you know, hey, I had no issue with it. I mean, you know, the woman's parentage was clearly North African. So I leave the logic there with you. Mm. Continue, Joe. Okay. Just want to put that out there. Oh, what's up? Hey, man, I challenge all of you who are listening, man, to pick up a book and read five pages a day. Simply read five pages a day. Nothing more. Spend some time in an actual book. Uh, and I'm talking oh, about motherfuckers who, you know, 
content. Or your local library. Or your local library. Your, man, local libraries are amazing today, Listen, bro. Listen, man. Oh yes. my God. And get away from man. audiobooks. <laughs> A <laughs> local library is crazy dad, now, man. But no, man, I really. I, I want dad. folks, man, to, to begin to read more. I'm challenging people to actually pick up books and read more. Take Specifically, I'm challenging parents, regardless of the age of your children, and this to is important. Kids, read with regardless your of the age of your children, to read to your children. I'm telling you, older children love to have books and stories read to them just as much, if not more, than younger children do. They love it. Particularly if you read a story and you engage them with the story. Oh, man, it, it does wonders because they get to see a side of you, the parent, that they typically don't get a chance to see. Interesting. Fascinating. Read to your kids, Sean. Read to your kids. Get off the audio book. Get off the audio. Get off the audio narcotic, my guy. He's just going to pass it off. I'm just going to send it to them. Let them listen to it. What's up for me this week, man? A sheriff in Oklahoma uh, got into a confrontation with some journalists. So the journalists have been trying to do this undercover expose on the sheriff's office for a minute. And they had a meeting and the journalists left behind a recording device after the meeting and they captured this sheriff's office and other people in his office basically talking about wanting to lynch up and hang black folks and how the sheriff actually has affiliations and knows uh hitmen and small town family-run newspaper at the center of a firestorm protesters lining up in mccurtain county oklahoma demanding the resignation of the sheriff and two other officials after audio excerpts of racist and violent remarks they allegedly made went public. Now the McCurtain Gazette News releasing what it says is the entire recording. District Commissioner Mark Jennings also allegedly heard on that tape resigned after the first audio clips were released. But the others, Sheriff Kevin Clarity, Sheriff's Office Investigator Alicia Manning and Jail Administrator Larry Hendricks not stepping down. The newspaper's editor, Bruce Willingham, says he secretly recorded them during a conversation on March 6th by leaving a recording device in commissioner's chambers after a public meeting. Willingham runs the paper with his son. They initially started out talking about various people that might beat us or wanted to beat us. The newspaper had run a series of stories critical of county officials. None of the four officials allegedly involved have responded to NBC News' request for comment. But the sheriff's office did post on Facebook, calling the recording illegally obtained and saying the clips released had been altered, something attorneys for the paper deny. When the first excerpts were released, the community igniting an anger over the offensive and racist comments. And this back in the day, would that not when I Take a damn blackjack, whoop their ass, and throw them in the cell. I'd run for the chair. Yeah. Well, it's not like that no more. I know. Take them down here on a mud creek and hang them up with the damn rope. Yeah. But you can't and do the that. Thing about it, they got more rights than we got. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt now calling for the sheriff and council members to be removed. The mayor of Idabel, the county seat, echoing those calls. You hear a story where they're talking about killing up the newspaper man and how hanging folks and putting them in the creek and folks of color. This is not the 1920. This is the 2020s, and would be willing to use these hitmen and mobsters uh, freely in Oklahoma to rile people up. Now, if that doesn't get you upset, I think the thing that gets me the most upset is that the governor of Oklahoma came out and he is quote unquote requesting, asking for these people to step down from their positions. He forgot that he's the governor of the state and that he could fire people as he wants to fire people. Let me ask you a question. If your job found out that you had some level of criminality behind you, do you think that you'd be able to come to work? They would, they would In send my you current home. position? In your current oh, position, bro. if you're you a criminal. Bro, they're throwing me away right away. They're looking for a way to get me out the fucking door anyway. Under the jail. Oh, and you're a criminal? Under the jail. Look, I will never never be amazed or nor surprised when um, when pale folk fail up. 
Okay. It, it, it is one, it is one of the more it's probably the most one of the most unique and pernicious and insidious of perks of white privilege. You know, the uncanny ability to fail upwards in life. I mean, not periodically in high school or you know every now and then with this girl that no throughout life and we're talking about you can you can you can, you can fuck up you can fuck your, you can fuck your life up totally and still end up an executive with two hundred fifty thousand a year or you can end up you know having sex with a porn star and becoming the president. president of the united states yeah Failed. I mean, and that's that's not shaming sex workers, by the way, either, because you no, know, no, 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 because they got get, they got get there's, there's Cause, some of y'all who do that work El, because El, Elgin's going to be sending his dick yeah, pic for folks to rate to tonight. Bro, I'm sending dick <laughs> pic proposals out, but y'all paying me for that shit. I listen, no, 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 no nuts on the chin for free, guys. You stupid, you stupid, man. <laughs> I just find I just the the thing that gets me though, man, is that I just find it so I won't even say fascinating. I find it aggravating at this point that there is such a leniency to hear politicians talk like that. It's one thing if it's just people just talking, random people just talking, right? But these are elected officials having this conversation about how they would treat black folks be, and essentially said, hold on. existential fear of the Trump base. These people basically said that they would be willing to lynch up black people because black people have more rights now than white people in this country. And I want to tell you, do you know how this whole conversation started? This is the catcher. The whole conversation started because they were making fun of a local woman that died in a house fire. She went back into her home to save her two dogs and all three of them died. And they were saying that that's how you make proper barbecue. This is how the whole fucking conversation started. And these are the elected officials that you have representing you. <sighs> Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Man. Oh, uh, let me also extend my apologies uh, finally for my uh, my passion in the last episode <laughs> around AI and, uh, and shit like that. I will I will I apologize if I uh, scared some folks out there. Um, you know, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will collect myself next time. But you can catch me. Uh, yeah, you see, I, Elgin has no faith. Clearly, no faith. None. That, that comes from being Zero. a single man. See, that comes from being a single man. He's a wifeless Zero. man who can't. Zero. You know, he has no, no one to, to, to bolster his no confidence at all. in his fellow black man. No, no Listen, balance at all. Uh, if, no if, you, if, you go, no if you go back and look at that video, Elgin's face during your entire rant was like, oh my God, we unleashed a beast tonight. Well, look, hey, 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 I didn't go, you know what? I didn't go off like Drake did. Drake went off. Oh, okay. Okay, Rick I'll give you that. Rick yeah. Okay, so that you dude, were you were yeah. just a little light skinned. You didn't go full yeah, blown light skin. That, okay, that, that's, gen, that's, general, that's light skin general. He he pissed. He, he's got his Jewish lawyers. Man. I see what he, you he did. He got there. his Jewish lawyers lined up. Yeah. But yeah, y'all can catch me on Instagram. Y'all crushed. Hell, where can folks find you if they want to find you? At Elgin Bailey everywhere. No doubt. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're, you're here kicking it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And if you're really down, you can come and join us over at our Patreon and become part of the family. You will not regret it. But until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in, in the, the black. Yeah, Peace. catch y'all in the next season of Love of the Blind. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. Word. what up? I black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In the black podcast, think your lad is all facts. You don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It's intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent. X 
excellence. We are setting the precedence. Resting in my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he, bro, man, a specialist. So what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen them, I learn when them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so ascending. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that, the fuck back. In the black podcast, they punt up. Who knows you watch black up here, chat me down. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that, the fuck back. In the black podcast, we all lost. The one of them can't, none of them can't trust. Yes, just like that, Listen. <laughs> 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 <laughs>